Welcome to Secrets to Victorious Living Podcast. This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. I'm Lucia Claiborne. Thank you for joining me today as we discover God's secrets to help you overcome life's challenges. This will help you become victorious in every area of your life. Today's your day to start walking in and experiencing a greater level of victory. Today will be the last message in the There is More series, and I want to share about the promise of more of God. I'll start with reading Psalm 107.9 in the Passion Translation, which says, How He satisfies the souls of thirsty ones and fills the hungry with all that is good. God's promise is that He will satisfy and fill our hungry and thirsty souls with His presence, which is the presence of Holy Spirit. As I've said before, it doesn't matter where you are in your spiritual walk with Jesus. He has more for you to experience so that you can go from glory to glory and live a life of victory. Now, have you ever stopped to ask yourself, how does God fill us with His presence right now in 2019? The promise is the same today as it was when Jesus spoke with his disciples in the upper room after he had been arrested, crucified, and then resurrected. Acts 1.5 in the Passion Translation says, Jesus instructed them, Don't leave Jerusalem, but wait here until you receive the gift I told you about, the gift the Father has promised. For John baptized you with water, but in a few days from now, you will be baptized in the Holy Ghost. Jesus gave specific instructions to his disciples, and he made a promise to them that Father God would give them the gift of Holy Spirit. Can you imagine what the disciples and followers of Jesus must have been thinking as they waited for that promise that Jesus had told them about? These were Jesus' friends. They spent every day with him for the past three years watching him do miracles, signs, and wonders. He fed more than 5,000 with five loaves of bread and two fish. He healed blind Bartimaeus and the woman with an issue of blood for 12 years. He raised people from the dead, and he healed others who had leprosy. They saw the way that Jesus loved not only his friends, but how he was moved with compassion when he encountered those in need. And now he was gone. I believe they sat there waiting for the promise of God to come. They remembered Jesus telling them, Don't leave Jerusalem. Wait here until you receive the gift I told you about, the gift the Father has promised. I'm sure they were thinking about John 16, 7, when Jesus told them, But here's the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away. For if I don't go away, the divine encourager will not be released to you. But after I depart, I will send him to you. Although they miss Jesus, They had the promise that Father God was going to send someone to be their helper. And to be honest, I think some were like a lot of us today who can relate to Acts 19.2, which says, The first thing he asked them was, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you became believers? No, they replied. We've not even heard of Holy Spirit. Now, I also believe there were some positive people in that group who didn't know who Holy Spirit was, 
but they knew Jesus well enough to know that the promise he had made them would be fulfilled with someone good because God has always desired to be close to us. They wanted to see his glory and they were willing to wait for it. In Exodus 33, 18-28, Moses asked God to show him his glory, but God told him that no one could look upon him and live. So God hid Moses in the cleft of the rock, because if God had showed Moses his glory, it would have killed him. Now the word glory in this passage means wealth, honor, majesty. It's from the root meaning weight or heavy. So, in God's glory is all of His goodness. Another passage we can reference of God's glory is Exodus 13.21. Here we read about the Israelites wandering in the desert where they followed a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day. These were both signs of a physical manifestation of the presence of God. Exodus 33.15 says, Then Moses said, If you don't personally go with us, don't make us leave this place. There were many examples in the Old Testament of people being filled with the presence of God. In Deuteronomy 34, 9, Joshua was filled with the spirit of wisdom after Moses laid hands on him. And Elijah and Elisha were both filled with the spirit of the Lord in 2 Kings 2, 9 and verse 15. We can also reference Isaiah 61.1, which is the verse the disciples heard Jesus quote about himself. It says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me, for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim the captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. There were other manifestations of God's presence in the Old Testament, which include fire in Ezekiel 1.4, wind in Isaiah 32.15, and breath in Ezekiel 37.4-10. In the New Testament, John 20.22 tells us how Jesus breathed on his disciples and told them to receive Holy Spirit. Although the disciples probably didn't have any idea about the Trinity or Holy Spirit as a person, they would probably be somewhat familiar with the possible ways that he might show up because they saw him at work through Jesus. His disciples saw Holy Spirit come on him when John baptized him, and they were with him when he did all the miracles. I believe the disciples knew what the power and the presence of Holy Spirit looked like because they had seen his power firsthand as they traveled with Jesus. Now, let's go back to the upper room where the disciples are waiting with great anticipation for the promise that Jesus had told them to wait for. I can just imagine that the disciples would have been thinking about the miracles, the signs, and the wonders that Jesus had did. They would have probably been talking about them with each other and could sense that something was about to happen. They probably didn't know how it was going to happen because Jesus never did the same thing the same way twice, so they knew not to put God in a box. Let me just take a side trail right here. Do you have God in a box? Do you expect Him to be or do the same thing for you a certain way each time? Well, today's your day. I challenge you to let God out of your box. Let Him be God to you. Let Him surprise you today. Trust Him with your deepest dreams, your plans, your goals, your children. Oh yes, even your spouse. 
your job, your future. Let him take you to the next level of his glory. Now, once again, let's go back to the disciples in the upper room. I'm sure at least Philip was remembering John 14, 9 through 11, which says, Jesus replied, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I speak are not my own, but my Father who lives in me does his work through me. Just believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe because of the work you have seen me do. What a statement this is. If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. So what kind of father has the disciples seen? If he was like Jesus, and Jesus said he was, then the Father was kind and generous. He was loving, powerful, and good. This was the same Father who made the promise. Again, they didn't know what the promise was, but they knew it was going to be good. All the disciples waited. The time came when the air got still. And then Acts 2, 2 through 4 tells us, Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames of tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. The promise that they had been waiting for had arrived. Can you imagine the joy they must have experienced that day as they had a personal encounter with Holy Spirit? Can you imagine the overwhelming feeling of God's tangible love that they must have felt from Father God as Holy Spirit embraced everyone in the room? Oh, you're so good, Holy Ghost. The promise Jesus made to his disciples is still available to us today if you want more. If you've not had that upper room encounter with Holy Spirit, I invite you to take a minute and pray this prayer with me today. Father, you say in Joel 2.28 that you will pour your spirit out on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. I'm asking you in the name of Jesus to pour out your Holy Spirit on me and fill me to overflowing with your presence so I can speak in my prayer language. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you so much. I believe I receive right now in Jesus' name, and I will never be the same. Hallelujah. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Holy Ghost. Glory to God. I thank you. Amen. I encourage you to realize right now that God has more available for you if you will take him out of the box and just let him be God. Just let him love you and let him be God to you today. I ask God to bring revival to your life. Let it start with you. You may need to change how you do life. So ask God to let you be the one to ignite the fire. There's always more to pursue and discover about who God is, who God says you are, and what he has available to you. And what's exciting is that you receive all of this by using your faith. Hallelujah. 
Woo! That's why it's so important to build your faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. And as I close today, I want to remind you that God's not mad at you. He's mad about you. He loves you with an everlasting love. And He created you to walk in victory every day. And He has more on His mind for you. If you'd like more information on how you can live the victorious life, I invite you to visit my website, luciaclaiborne.com, and sign up for my daily emails, Faith Builders for Victorious Living, and my monthly email, Victory Thoughts. Then, plan to join me again next week as we learn more about walking in victory. Victory.